This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. On a mink rug song, this will f*** them boys forever hold a grudge song. Pop some f- champagne in the tub song, just because song. Hello, Mom. Hey, hi. How you doing? Welcome to hour three of the Jason and John show. Remember that line mm. from the great philosopher, Wheezy? Hello, mother. Hey, hi. How you doing? Yeah, it's been a while since I heard that well, one. Well, you, you need to get back. You need to tap back in because I don't know what you got going over there. I don't need to do nothing, you tell me. Got a few things that we need to discuss here, none of which include your losing touch. That's a separate, that's a, that's a three-hour show. Bitter about car. Go ahead. Now I'm moving on, brother. CJ Stroud time. Let go. We drafted him. If he's there, we're drafting him. What y'all got? Seven? Mm-hmm. Hmm. He could be there. Yeah. It just Maybe. depends on I don't know what the Titan Texas Texans and Colts are gonna take a quarterback. That's yeah. the way we think. And no, that's that's Colts right. going yeah, in we'll the direction. That's two before you. Well, hopefully somebody falls in love with Levis or something. That's who you getting. I don't want Levis. I don't want him at all. I've never been a fan. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm just. I'm, the point is, I'm moving on from DC. A couple other things that uh, we need to touch on here. I know it's very important to you uh, whether or not John Morant oh starts Lord. in the All Star game, and uh, looks looks bleak, looks bleak right now for him to do that. Uh, as the second uh, edition of fan voting is out, and he is well behind uh, Steph and Luca. In the guard portion of the voting, and he is barely beating Shea Gilgis Alexander from the Thunder, a mere 40,000, 50,000 votes ahead of Shea Gilgis. What's going on here? This dude doesn't even play in half the games. Yeah, what's Shea Gilgis? They're winning without him in some of these. I'm sure he's played more than half, but my point is half the time we don't even see him. What's going on with the. the, uh, I'm done with this. With his fan vote and stuff, it's ridiculous. And Dunn caring about whether or not Josh starts. He's obviously going to be an all-star. Um, and I, I cannot hate on Steph and Luca being ahead of him in Western Conference guard voting. What I can hate on is the fact that Andrew Wiggins at 1.6 million votes, has, and I realize he's front court. You can say, well, that one doesn't apply here. But the point is the process is flawed as hell. You got you got him over Ja. Gilgis Alexander, Clay Thompson, Dame Lillard, Devin Booker's got 300,000 votes. What are we doing here? Like, how much this should matter? It should be minimal to me. I don't, I don't, I don't again, I, can, I can't argue, hey, put Ja in over Luka and Steph, especially with the way Luka's played this year. And, you know, Steph's kind of grandfathered in. But this process and this, you know, the fact that, my gosh, the, the, you got some bums in terms of got, got – Way more votes than Ja. Zion Williamson has 2.8 million votes. Ja's got 1.3. Mm. How is that? Mm. With what Ja's proven over the, at this, to this point of his career. Well, this is what happens like when you give fans, fans a pretty, chance to, and then, to it, weigh in. 
But you can't say small market's hurting job because small market with Shake Zion. Business. He, what are we saying? Zion's more his his brand's bigger at this point. Like I, clearly to 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 these kids who are who are putting these votes. This man's got two point eight million votes. John only got one point three. Mm-hmm. Just again, I can't make him a starter in the West. There's no good argument there. Has what do you think is going on? Do you think fans are just soured or gotten too used to Ja? What do you think? I don't. I do think nationally, and I can't. Sane made this point on our podcast. I do think there are some that are turned off by Ja. Like you know, some that are you're not getting some votes in some places where you would because why? Oh, he's the talker, all that. I still don't see. You saw it last night. Like Sports Center uses it to lead off his highlights. You know, I I still don't get how it's that low. And again, you can't claim you know just small market because Zion's got two point eight. They're in a small market too. Right. That ain't all national. I mean, I, it's I, that part is frustrating to me that this you know job would be this low. I think Jeff said after the first round, what he was seventeenth overall. I mean, it doesn't look like he's moved up much, if at all, from the overall standpoint either. That's ridiculous. Yeah, this guy's, this guy's becoming one of the faces of the league. At some point, he'll be grandfathered in like Steph. I think. You, I, I would, I, I kind of thought he would be there now. That's what I yeah, thought. If, if it does feel like we took a step back, yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Because I, I can't explain the step back. Well, look, I mean, who knows, right? I mean, these could be a bunch of ten year old kids. Um, I, I don't know who's voting. I don't know. Well, they're voting in California. That's how you keep getting Andrew Wiggins and all these other Golden Play. State Warriors in there. And and my point is, maybe a few more of those were voting for Ja last year before you, you know. Before this pad, you you like him, you know a lot. You dislike him more. I'll put it that way because California is voting. Look at who's in, mm-hmm. and that's my point. Is just maybe it, to some degree you shave off some that would have voted for you before. That said, how much should this matter? Should it should it determine starters when it's gotten to a point like this? Does it? it, it does fan voting exclusively determine starters, or is only? Doesn't it? Isn't that the? Isn't that the the top one? I thought it was just like a percentage of it. I don't, I don't, again, I don't, I, it's just not, it's not my life's work, so I don't dedicate a lot of energy into figuring this out. It's 50, 50%, 25 media, 25 players? How does it break down? Yeah, I thought it was like 25%. Um, Who gets the 50? Yeah, I think uh, the players get that. But again, I'm just making that up on the fly. I don't know exactly. Either, whatever it, it is, is. Fans will account for 50% of the vote, while all current players and media panel account for 25% each. Okay. So they're giving fans more power than the players. Back to my point. It yeah. is too much. It is too much. To this point. Do, I, again, I, I can't even bring the Pro Bowl or anything else in there. We don't, we don't watch the Pro Bowl. To the point, we, we don't care about the All-Star game as much as we do, but the Pro Bowl is way down the list. But my point was, where, where are they letting – what other leagues is working well where fans have that much of the pick? I don't know. I, I, get, I cannot make an argument that these folks don't want to see Steph and Luka. But clearly something needs to be done about – this fan vote when you got Andrew Wiggins getting in, what was last year as a front court guy? That's yeah. a joke. I'm not real sure because you know because ja, it's too tilted to Cali. Ja, I mean, his numbers are basically the same, if not a little better, and the team is better. So I'm just I'm missing it. I'm missing it in terms because he got he beat out Luca last year. If I'm not, I mean, he did. He had to have because he wouldn't have started had he not. Yes, um, he beat out Luca last year, and 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 so. Luca's team is worse. No, the whole world is working to get Luca in this year. Ja's team is better. His numbers are basically identical. You know what's going on? What's going on? I don't know. Can't figure it out. I mean, you're talking about you know millions of people. Millions I mean, you can't put him above Luca this year. No, 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 Luka, no, no, no. Luca's been 
a revelation. But Luka does this every level. year, you know? I just No, feel, it's it's even better this year. No, he's probably the MVP front runner at the moment. I would give it to him over Jokic just because I don't need to see Jokic win another one. A third one in a row? Come on, man. It's time to time to change it up a bit. I mean, and if you take Luka off that damn team, that team being the in the you know position for a number one pick. If this is all we can do for Ja, you need to lower the the fan percentage involvement in terms of starters to twenty five and increase another part of it. It's ridiculous. I think I think uh, grind season needs a vote to twenty five percent. If grind season gets a vote, then we're, we won't have to worry about this. Part of the Odyssey family. Um, yeah, we don't. We, we're not that established. We're twenty uh, podcasts in, so we've still got work to do. Clearly, you well, want to be just a funny man. Twenty percent, then one percent mm-hmm. for each show. Right. That's why. That's my suggestion. Uh, jogging done wrong. I'm surprised by it. By the fans. <laughs> now, I'm not going to lose sleep about it. I'll say that up front because he's going to be an all star. And what's right. most important is that he's is that that all NBA. But I will say, yeah, money. like I just felt like he had re, he had broken through a year ago with fans, you know. And and it, it, it maybe it hasn't happened. Maybe it hasn't in terms of just the larger populace and and uh, the voting here as we see. So a little surprising. Not going to be the end of the world. On to other matters. Uh, Memphis Tiger basketball. I don't know if there was a bracketology today. I have a feeling if there was, Memphis would not be on the right side of it. Um, I think we're now in the portion where Lenardi's probably doing it once a week, once every two weeks. We're not in the daily part of it yet, but. That was a game last night. Winner gets on the right side of the bubble. Loser gets on the wrong side of the bubble. And Memphis could not close despite having an 11-point lead with under four minutes to play. Um, And they lose in double overtime. Despite 42 from Kendrick Davis, one of the all-time greatest single performances from a Tiger. Fifth most In the history of the program. Does he he ties Jeremiah? I think he tied Jeremiah there because I, I thought Jeremiah has, Jeremiah has two, and I thought one of them is above his. I thought one of them was oh, forty-three. Right. Did, it was did, all in the second right. half. You're right. What's crazy about Jeremiah? You're right. He did score forty twice because he was. I think he and Larry were the only two to do that. I think he joined Larry um, in that regard. But it was an all-time great performance from an individual under. Uh, you know, how you play. You know, Call of Duty, and you're just like your team is just bums, but you're like. You're taking care of business, man. I, I used to know that life. Yeah, that's what that's what Kendrick Davis was doing last night. But it wasn't enough. It wasn't enough, damn it. Yeah, Larry has the record of 48, Larry Finch. Yeah, yes. Did he have another 40-point game, too? No. You're, Just the you're, one? That's okay. what made Jeremiah's story so crazy is no yeah. other Tiger had had two 40-point games. Oh, crazy wow, that never happened. Yes. Yeah, that's wild. Um, who was the second one against? Do you remember? Do you have it in front of you? Uh, Jeremiah Martin did 41 against USF. USF. And who was the second one? The 43 against Tulane that I mentioned okay, earlier. Okay, gotcha. Which is yeah. the fourth Four, most. 41 was the second half performance. 41 was? Yeah. Okay. I, I think, think one of them was yeah, where he 40, scored all yeah. of them in the second yeah, half. Yeah, that, that was down at USF. Well, we're putting it together, aren't we? Yeah, we're, we're piecing this thing together. And that's honestly the same thing that Penny Hardaway is going to have to do. Oh, Lord. Because if, if this team is going to go to the turn, Look, I, what, what, I, I ask this genuinely. And I know, again, maybe it's a little early to bring this up, but we have to just assess this thing as it is and where it is. If this team does not go to the NCAA tournament this season, that will qualify as a step back. And so what are we going to be saying about the Penny Hardaway era if this team doesn't go? I mean, what is the – I mean, I, 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 do, I think it's I – can't, I can't go there with you. It's not the time. You're right. I mean, they're not a it, tournament team today. 
They're not. No, they're not. You know, but I, mean, I know. Uh, I know it doesn't when, end when here. you were when you were nine and eight yep. last year. You're twelve and five now. We're talking about seventeen games. Yep. We liked the non-con better this year. No. Yep. Yep. Then, then, then it's hard to have that conversation when it is so turnaroundable. It's so fixable at least yep. right now, and we have evidence that he's fixed it when it's looking worse than this. Well, now there's that right. There's caveats to that. There, there's all kinds of stuff. You don't have Jalen Duran. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you were set up to beat. You were built to beat Houston last year. Yep. Doesn't look like you are this year. Yep. You got no shooters, and you don't have the bigs inside. Um, to, to, to to challenge them, quite frankly, and make them have to defend you. So we can go through how it's different, but I don't think you can have that conversation, John, because he's done it before in terms of when he needed to fix it, he did. And, again, this one, at this point still, 2-2 two and two in the league, 12-5 and five overall, it's not as dire as last year was. It's not dire, but it it's the, the, the job is the same. The job is totally the same in that, yes, Memphis is not 9-8. and eight, They're not barely above 500. But they still have work to do, you know. And you were hoping to be in a spot this season with the conference player of the year coming in that you would not be in a spot where you have work to do 17 games into the season. And it's going to take, <clears throat> you know, I, I just don't know if I don't know if one quad one win is enough. I, and, and right now that's Auburn. I don't know if that's going to be enough for Memphis to squeak in. You know, I mean, it would really take two close games against you. I mean, again, we're assuming no wins. Two super close games against Houston. You'd have to get to the championship in the AAC tournament. Otherwise, they're, you're not getting in. You're just not. There's not going to be enough of an opportunity. What, I was I, trying to look at Cincy and see if they're high enough in the net where that road game could be a possible quad one. They're in the 80s. Not happening. You, get, you ain't got to get into the 70s. So Yeah. But possibly, even that, even again, that. It's like, thin. Okay, it's let's thin. say you beat Cincinnati there. I mean, two and none of them are, you know, who knows if Auburn's going to be ranked at that time? Who knows if it stays a quad one win? I don't know. You know, they're playing Auburn's the looking pretty good, I think, in terms of that remaining Hopefully. quad one. At least right now they I are. mean, you're depending on it. You're depending on that thing. So I just, I don't know. Knocked I, off Arkansas and Ole Miss pretty soon. You don't want to be in a, in a place where in February it's obvious that you have to win the AAC tournament to get in. That, because it ain't happening. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's like the way the Seahawks match up with the 49ers. It's ugly. I just I don't have much hope. As well as Memphis has played against Houston in the past. They swept them last year. They beat them in 2020 with Precious Achua. You know, they played them tight in 2020-2021. Uh, no, he's had good success against Kelvin. I just think this team particularly, you know, the the common thread usually has been you have a a good big you have or a, to a good to great big precious was a, a, a you know hell for them jalen duran shot like 60 something percent against them mm-hmm. and you just don't have that size right now you know i feel like like last night and i know again they went small but ucf was getting every rebound there late yeah there was 17 offensive rebounds somewhere around there and they were missing their 7 footer so it's just it's it's setting up to me, and again, it's early, and maybe you know if you just roll off six, seven, eight in a row here, but doesn't it feel like that's what they have to do, Jason? Yeah. Well, and I'm sure that's the conversation Penny Hardaway's having with him. Otherwise, he's lying to him. Yeah. And you can't lie to yourself at this point of the season. Look, I mean, this is the way you need to look at it. You, you mentioned Lenardi; he's not doing them daily. The last one was a couple of days ago on the 10th, um, before obviously the UCF loss. You are last four in, at least according to him. Just worth you know setting the stage here. UCF was first four out. 
if nothing else, that's flipped. I mean, based on the UCF win. So it tells you, John, back to your point, you got major work to do. The issue is few quad one opportunities, but more so losing any of these games hurts you more, right? I mean, yes, you need to pick up quad ones, but you can't lose any of these. Ken Palm's got you favored in every game the rest of the way other than Houston. Yep. That's the – when we say – thin margin for error, there it is. You're walking a tightrope, essentially. Mm -hmm. You had hoped to not be in that position this year. But, unfortunately, based on the way you've played in the AAC, because, again, I tell you four or five games ago, we feel a lot different about this team. You've put yourself back in the boat. I would love to be able to tell you a different story, John. I would love to, but that is, you know, that's, that's your lot. That's where you are right now. Penny can't go in there with the whole, hey, guys, we can, you know, it, it has to be straightforward at this point. And, and back to him, it, it, it's got to be straightforward with yourself. It's got to be that look-in-the-mirror moment like last year was when you were 9-8 and eight and say, okay, what can I do right now? Because you keep throwing your guys out there to do it. Well, based on what the personnel looks like right now, they're not going to get it figured out. You've been down significantly in each of your first four American Athletic Conference games. It was not supposed to be like this. It was not. <clears throat> it was not. So Penny got to look in the mirror. Yep. He's done it before. That's why I have confidence he can, he can and will do it again. You know, initially, again, last year, he was blaming the players. Yep. Comes back around and says, no, no, I, I, I put my young guys in positions where the, the older guys are dependent on. That was on me. It's that moment right now, it feels like to me, because if you wait too much longer, you're in too deep a hole, John. That's right. Then it's, then it's like a couple of years ago where, you know, yeah, maybe even if you look like a terminating team, you don't have the resume. Yep. So, again, it's got, they got to they gotta get in the gear. It's going to look like a bunch of boring wins over some subpar teams, but frankly, that's the only resume they can build right now. That's it. That's now, you it. needed that one last time. That's why it was so frustrating because you were in control of it yep. with you know, less than four and a half minutes to go. Yeah, and as I explained to a couple people you know, on Twitter, I, it, it's not losing to UCF that hurts Memphis. Like That's not going to be a loss that keeps them out of the NCAA tournament. If they can find a way to pick up a quad one somewhere else, it's not like, oh, yeah, well, they lost to UCF in double overtime there. No, 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 that's not, that's not the problem. The problem is the absence of the quad one victories. That's the issue on the Tigers' resume right now. Yeah, three last year, you were nine seed. You got one right now. Right. And I, I, I'm taking the under on three. I'm taking the under. Two and a half, I'm taking the under. For sure. I mean, maybe UCF, and you get a chance to see him again in the uh, AAC tournament on a neutral site, and that would qualify. What do you got to be, though? Top 30? What what is it uh, on a what neutral? Is it top thirty, then it goes to I think neutral's fifty. Okay. That's why we're that's what okay. we're talking about with Auburn. That's why we've said they've got to be above it. You know, okay, what, what what's UCF and right it's now? What, it's 70, 75 after that for the for the road one. Yeah, what's UCF right now? Uh, last I looked, they were like thirty six. Okay. But uh, they might have moved up after last. They night, probably obviously. did. They probably did. So you just, you, you like putting me on the spot here? I, I'm giving you the all to you though. I hope you see. Yeah, you're delivering. I mean, you're just like standing. What's, your, what's the record right there? Where, where, where's there? where they at in the net, Jason? You're standing in the what pocket. What am I, your damn computer or you're, something? Hey, I, you, I, got, you got fingers I, over there, and you're I supposed t- to be a fast type. I'll tell you this. You are standing right now in the pocket, and you are delivering, brother. I mean, this is a heroic Good performance. Boy, put a lot of heat y- on Y'all me, know bro. Jason don't like to. He's got to go to Yahoo.com and type in Google. You know, you, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. You got the wrong man in the hot seat, fool. That's, that's right. That's right. No, yeah, you know, UCF is up to 35. They gained, okay. a, they gained a spot with that home win over Memphis yesterday. They got to stay around there, you know. They got to stay around there because you want another shot at it. I mean, we're talking about how do you pick up some quad ones. I'm not, I'm not counting a victory against Houston. I don't think you're getting that this year. I just don't. I mean, they're the, A, they're the number one team in the country. They've lost one time. 
I think it's still have to be one of the, the optimistic to believe, super optimistic yes. to believe they could get even one at this point. Hey, I'm, I'm based pre- on what we've seen. Prepare first for four the games worst and hope for the best. You know, maybe you catch them with their pants down, but you know, Kelvin is going to remind them dudes, hey, we lost to them twice in the regular season. Let's not do that again. Right. Let's not give them a chance. And then, by the way, they got absolutely hammered in the AAC championship when it mattered. So. I don't know. It's just not a great outlook right now. But put a couple together, put a couple wins together, and uh, you know maybe you're 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 still within. Uh, it ain't back against the wall time yet, but you're you're, you're pushing. You're getting closer. Yep, uh, absolutely. All right, we'll come back talk to Drew Hill. Get his thoughts on the Grizz, their streak. Uh, future uh, trade deadline, all that. Stick around. Jason and John, 90 FM, ESPN. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. J. Williams. He is the Patrick Mahomes of the NBA. Oh, good night. The right-hand hammer brings the crowd out of the seat as John Morant turns on the Jets. But way more entertaining because there are more possessions. And you're like, oh, dude's just doing things that quarterbacks never do. That's what this dude is doing. He's AI combined with Zion Athleticism 2.0. Weekday mornings from 5 a.m. till 9 a.m. Only on Memphis's Sports Station. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. 92 Nuncho. Drew Hill covers the Grizz for the Daily Memphian. He heals and comes to us from parts unknown. Drew, before we get into the Grizzlies, um, level of disappointment that Atlanta got the neutral site AFC championship game and not the Liberty Bowl. Uh, you can't even talk. You're so disappointed. Uh, no, I yeah, that's that's the level of disappointment I'm like, Look, of all the things I thought you might ask me about to begin this segment, yeah. John, this is probably the very last thing I ever thought you would ask well, me about. It, so congratulations it, for that. It disappoints you, you, me. You caught me off guard. You did. You caught me completely off guard. It. it I'll tell you it's this. Stick. It dis. It disappoints me. We'll rebuild. I think they said they would like to entertain a Super Bowl, but they want to see their renovations first. So that may be a 2020 uh, never event uh, for, for, uh, for, for Simmons Bank Memorial Stadium. Okay, let's talk about the Grizzlies, man. They're not disappointing. They deliver almost all the time. I mean, it is, it is crazy, the consistency. It reminds me a little bit of, of the Russell Westbrook triple-doubles back in that season when it was just like you started to almost gloss over because it just happened every night. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the, this is a team that has it rolling at this point. 
Now, let's be honest, though. Let's be fair. They've played a pretty weak schedule over the last, you know, week and a half. So, I mean, they're winning games that they're supposed to win, and that's the mark of a good team. And good teams also win games that are end up being a little bit closer than maybe they should be. That was kind of the case with both of the Spurs games. They still found a way to win both. Um, so, yeah, it's impressive. But let's let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. Like, they are winning games. They're also beating teams that they should beat. Um, so they're, they're in a great spot right now. There's no denying that John Morant gave him B plus on the first half of the season. He said, you know, we're, we're here at the top of the West despite our injuries and we're still, you know, in this position, I got to give us a B plus, but he thinks it could be a little bit better. Very tough grader. John Morant may be the, the toughest grader in the history of academia. I don't know. They're first in the West. No, I get it. I get it. Uh, I mean, they're supposed to be undefeated. I mean, are they supposed to be forty-one and zero? Okay, think about what John Morant's expectations are versus your expectations, John. Given John Morant's expectations, for him to say it's a B plus, I think that's kind of fitting. I feel like if I like, I feel like I get, I understand that, and I get the competitive side of it, though. But objectively, like if I put together a, 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 a term paper that was top of the class and like the best in my group and I got a B plus I would I would be like damn coach like what is your like what do you have against me what is your personal agenda against me as a student I get that you can't say a plus but if it's just us talking how could this have gone any better knowing what the Grizzlies have been up against health-wise yeah see that's the difference between John Morant and John Martin see John wants to get better right so John can't Ja can't have the A plus because if you give Ja the A plus, there's nowhere to go for nowhere to go up. You know that's right. So Ja, Ja's got to knock himself down a peg, right? He's got to find a way to uh, to give himself some motivation here. So you know, he, of course, he's not giving himself an A plus. It doesn't matter. He don't want to hear you tell him that you're giving him an A plus, even if you were giving him an A plus. Forty-one games to go, and so much is similar to Denver. The record, the home, uh, home away, all of it. That what's remaining in terms of opponent strength of schedule, almost exactly the same. If you add it all up, I don't, Drew. I guess if I was asking you to predict, do you think we continue to see these two teams sort of separate themselves from the rest of the pack? I think it's three and a half now. I know it is between them and the New Orleans Pelicans. What five and a half then to Sacramento uh, and Dallas? Do you think we see two teams break away, or or is it is it too early for all that? And we're still, you know, maybe we're looking at a jumbled mess here by the end of the uh, by the end of the regular season. Yeah, I think so. I think you're going to look at uh, two teams here that uh, are going to separate from the pack, okay. and I'll be the first to put my hand up and say maybe I didn't believe in Denver the same way that I should have coming into this regular season. I'm there now, this this January stretch with Denver's a little tougher, so we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I, I mean, the one team that's kind of hard for me to figure out is Phoenix because they've been so hurt this season and they have a losing record now and they've dropped a whole bunch of games. Um, but I still believe in them. Like I still think that they're probably one of the three or four best teams in the West. And so Phoenix to me is a little bit bizarre. Like I, I have a feeling that they could go on a run and end up, you know, towards the top of sure. the conference, but you know, golden States, so far back, and they have just—they look like they've got a lot of questions the rest of the season. Um, the Clippers, uh, for as talented as they are on paper, like it's the on paper 
doesn't always translate to the court, yep. and I think you're seeing that a little bit now. So Denver and Memphis have been the most impressive teams. Denver and Memphis are the two teams where I think you can uh, at least if, uh, I consider them to have two superstars that you know what you're getting every time out on the court. And, yes, the Mavericks have that too with Luka, but they don't have the same level of talent around their superstar. And so, you know, with the way the Grizzlies rally around John, the way the Nuggets rally around Jokic, they just seem like they're going to be the two best teams in the West this season. Uh, Ten of the past 11 NBA champions have been in the top ten in three-point percentage. The Grizzlies rank in the bottom ten. Uh, in three-point percentage. And over at ESPN.com, they have a piece up about trades and what what moves some some elite teams can make that would make them true contenders, maybe favorites. And ESPN says the Grizzlies should try to get Malik Beasley, uh, who was top ten in, the, in, in threes per game. Yep. I mean, do you think the Grizzlies see it that way in the sense of, like, we got to go get a guy like this, we, ha- we like, must no, – no questions asked – do you think they're sort of banking on Danny Green being back to form? Like, what, what do you, where do you truly think the Grizzlies are right now in, in, in that regard? I think that they're in the process. Uh, well, I think Danny Green is getting closer, by the way. I think he's going to be back probably before the trade deadline. I think he would probably like to play before the trade deadline or, or the All-Star break or right around there. It's kind of around the same time because – the Grizzlies, it's hard to make decisions when you don't know what he's going to bring to you, right? Like, if he's going to be a knockdown three-point shooter and an able and willing defender, a 3-and-D guy that can really help you, and it sounds like if you listen to his podcast, he had John Morant on, dropped his new podcast yesterday, watched and listened to the whole thing. Um, it sounds like, you know, he really wants to play – minutes with this Grizzlies team and he's not just like mailing in the rest of this season like he he thinks he's going to be a contributor and, and help them win and the question is does the front office view it view it that way as well because that honestly is the number one thing and it's like the cloud that kind of hangs over the trade deadline is like okay because he's really one of the very few pieces that you have to work with that has a tradable deal. Mm-hmm. And it's really hard to match salary on a lot of these guys without giving up players that you know for a fact the Grizzlies like. Um, and Danny Green's just the easiest to, to get rid of because he hasn't played a single minute for the team, and here they are first in the West, and you don't really know what he's going to bring coming off a knee surgery at his age. So, yes, a, a player like Malik Beasley could certainly help the Grizzlies, that's, that's actually a trade I would welcome. I think that, that would really help them and make them better to have another shooter on the wing like that. Um, but at what cost? And I don't think we we really know um, how the Grizzlies feel about Danny Green and if they view him as a valuable piece or not because at the end of the day, really, that's what matters. It, it's it's what does Kleiman see in Danny Green at what? 36 years old is that around around 36 years old and coming off a knee surgery like what does he bring you because he could be your answer right there and it could be really simple and you wouldn't have to give up pieces that you like uh to go get a guy like Malik Beasley you wouldn't have to give up draft picks which the Grizzlies clearly also like to have by the way because they continue to hit on them and so um to me you know Danny Green is the big question 
And I don't think we have clear answers to that at this point. Mm-hmm. And Jaron Jackson Jr., bar and injuries, your defensive play of the year, right? I, if you were making an argument, Drew, for the, the threats to that, if we're giving him health and everything else and considering that, okay, let, let's just say Grizzlies finish top three, top five-ish defensively, like like who could you legit put above him? Claxton? Like Marcus Smart again? I don't you know. He's been that good, it feels like. Yeah. No, here's the thing. Uh, let me ask you guys this, because this is something that uh, Chris Harrington and I discussed. A lot of the previous Defensive Player of the Year winners, like very few of them have missed the amount of games that Jaron is likely to miss this season. I think Rudy Gobert missed 26 games one of the years okay. that he won it recently. Let's say Jaron misses 30 games. Can he win the Defensive Player of the Year? And the other the caveat to this, too, is – and it's a point I brought up to Chris. What if Jaron misses 28 games or between 28 and 30 games and he still leads the league in total blocks? Can you still can you say he hasn't played enough to win the award or do you kind of have to go, well, those numbers are so outrageous that he has to win? Cuz to me that's the big question. It's like are people not going to vote for him because he missed too many games? And I think that there will be cuz I I know the way these things work with the voting there will be a segment of the media that does not vote for him because he missed too many games. And it all came at the beginning of the season. But I think on the court, clearly he's been the best defensive player this season. So to me, that that's what it comes down. I, to. I think Do it'll you guys be. Think he's missed too many games. I don't think he's missed too many I don't games. Think so at this point, but if he missed more, it would be an out of sight of mind deal. You know, as ridiculous and 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 as you point out, like the the jump the Grizz have made with him and and the splits without him. Like I just feel like if, if if you're not seeing him do it, you know, and of course he's healthy right now, so this is a non-starter. But if if for any reason he wasn't, yeah, I I, I don't, you know, depending on how lengthy the the absence is, I, I just don't I don't see that. Yeah, which is, I mean, you know, it, I don't it, know if that's fair or not, but I think it's the right. reality. To me, it shouldn't matter how many games you miss if you lead the league in total blocks and you're in the 88th percentile in steals, and you're leading the NBA in blocks per game, by the margin that he is, he's got to be. I mean, it's, it's, it, he's got to be the defensive player of the year at that point. Arjun, we got to get you out of here, but I have to ask you as a fellow Bears fan, what are you doing with the number one pick? I am doing my due diligence on Bryce Young, but I'm probably trading it. Yep. You know, that's probably what I, I'm probably trading it, but I, I – I want them to consider all options. Just obviously do the smart thing, cover all your bases, consider all options, and then uh, and then I'd probably trade it. Do you believe? Do you like? Do you truly believe in Fields? I I think I do because I've seen the superstar flashes, but then at times, you know, frankly, I watch Alabama football games and I'm watching Bryce Young throw dimes all over the field right. and evade rushers and like. I just sometimes I think you can get lost in the rushing ability of Justin Fields, and don't get me wrong, I still think he has a chance to be a superstar. But like to win Super Bowls, you need a quarterback that can slice and dice through the air, not just a guy that's going to run for a bunch of yards. And I hope I think Justin Fields can get there. I I just wonder if they think that Bryce Young can get there faster. And so I think you have to consider all options. I think that's fair. All right, brother. Good answer. Thanks for the time, as always. Thank you, Drew. Appreciate you. See you guys. Bye.
Screw Hill covers the Grizz for the Daily Memphian. Yeah, so what do you think? Uh, I mean, are, are are you there, too, that if Jaron— See, I thought asking if, if Jaron what? Missed, you know, if he any missed— Any more games? Yeah. Make it miss any more. What did he miss to start the year, 14? Yeah. What if he misses 10 more? Why would he? I don't know. Ish happens. No, I'm just saying it's not going to be from a load management standpoint. No, I don't they're think they're so. certainly just, yeah. not going to load manage him out of the contention for right. defensive play of the year. I'm so just saying if if something not, you know. and, and I guess what we're saying you have to consider that a, a, a great possibility because of his injury history. Yeah. I'm not planning on him missing too much more. Right. And I don't think he's missed so much that he that he's really that close to the border. You know. Yeah. To the borderline right now. Yeah. Hopefully it stays that way. Uh, this guy's playing on back to backs and everything else. Yep. Yep. <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel like. Uh, you know, you got these these voters need to see the guy in the game. It's just like it's just like MVP. I mean, it's well, just, the being gone helps tell the story too because look at what they were when he's out of there. Look at what he what they are when he's in there. They were mm-hmm. dead last in the league, so that could help his case too. But so long as you don't miss any more or mm-hmm. that many more, he's yeah. hands down. Who's even in the? When's the last time you looked at the 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 Vegas and the odds? Who's even close to him? No, I don't even like know. it's it's. I, I think it's. This one's not even going to be a close race. I think it's a perimeter. barring injury. I think I, I want to say it's like a perimeter guy, but I can't. It's, is it Cleveland? Is it a Cleveland? Anybody from Cleveland? They're, they're, like they're number one in defense. Yeah, I think the Grizzlies slightly behind them as of today. One of the, I mean, you can't. You're, nobody's giving it back to Marcus Smart. I this think it's year. Milwaukee, isn't it? Um, oh, Lopez. It's Lopez. Brooke Lopez. Yep. He's got the second best odds. Yep. Yep. Appreciate that, BC. He's the. Uh, he's the second. He Jaron's minus one thirty. I told you. I mean, it's come on. Brooke Lopez is plus four eighty. Yeah, that, if Jaron so clear early, great, great lead right any, now. Any any guesses who third is? I'm gonna guess it's not Jared Allen. It's not Jared Allen. Jared and Allen's not even on here. Robert actually. Williams is that not playing or whatever? Nope. He hadn't done enough, and so, I'm assuming Marcus Smart. It's not him either, even though he won. A, I'll give you this. It's a big. It's a big man. Huh. Well, it's not. It's not Giannis. No. Okay. Giannis well, he's won it before, fish. as you know. Yeah. Really rack your brain and think like. Not, not Rudy. Somebody just got Rudy up there. Think about a team that's really come on strong after a tough start. They made a coaching change. Oh, Nets. Oh, it's the Nets. It's Nick. I mentioned it's Nick to. Nets. Yeah, I mentioned Nick it's to Drew Nick Hill. Clacks. Yeah, because yeah, I think technically isn't he first in blocks in terms of overall? Yeah. Jaren, you know, Jaren's played fewer games. Yeah, well, I paid attention to that. He's been he's been really? good. Yeah, Nick huh. is a. They call him the. Uh, uh, Slim Reaper or something. They said uh, KD didn't want the nickname, so they gave it to him. him. Yeah. yeah, he's plus 800. Oh. Um, but it, it, Claxton's w- an issue, but he ain't the terror that Jaron is. Like other teams aren't as in fear the way they are right now, Jaron. Before D- but Durant, Claxton will. Claxton is a shot blocking. Before coach. Durant went down, bro, the Nets were they were, like, they were they on were, fire. Absolutely. It's finally starting to look yeah. like it. And guess what? Guess guess who? Most responsible. Jacques Vaughn. You better believe it. <clears throat> yeah, because. And I said they were Simmons, wasting that time with Steve Nash. How's he looking? Simmons is doing what he's supposed to do. I mean, he's. They, a, they need more from him now, though, with Durant yeah. out for like a month. He's, or he's, he's yeah. a really good defender and, you know, makes the smart play. You know, they don't ask a lot of him offensively, but, you know, versatile and, and, and athletic. I mean, he's kind of doing what they need him to do. And then Kyrie has just been amazing. Kevin yeah. Durant's been amazing. But that was with KD. Yes. Like, yeah, this I is, mean, no, this is. Different him being gone this yeah. long, uncharted territory. They got to get him back. But I'm just saying, when he comes back, oh yeah, they were looking, they were looking the part finally. It would not. Sh- I mean, remember how close they were? What was it? Two years ago? Should just gave Jock Bone the job. Yeah, man. But, we can't. But we- that was on KD and Kyrie. They're the ones that let that happen mm-hmm. with Nash. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, you you want to get better at the game of basketball? Shoot three sixty is a place you need to go. Get a membership out there. It's affordable. They're open. It's a beautiful facility. 
interactive drills, the same technology that Steph and Clay use, among many, many others. You're going to notice a difference in your sons, daughters, nieces, nephews' game. You're going to love it. They're going to get to go out there and spend some time outside of practice hours, spending some time with the game they love and having a blast while doing it. It's right here in Memphis. It's Shoot 360. Yeah, it's like a mothership when it comes to basketball training here in Memphis, and you need to go get plugged in. You're going to be blown away as soon as you walk in to the place by the state-of-the-art training equipment, everything they've got there. Number one, it's beautiful, right? Number two, your kids, they're going to get sucked in because, as John said, it's super interactive, much like a video game. It's combined that with basketball and uh, old-school basketball training uh, to come up with the best training deal in Memphis. I'm here to tell you as a parent to make it super affordable. Got a bunch of membership packages you can check out for yourself, uh, one to fit every budget. It's the future basketball training right here in Memphis. The future is now at Shoot 360. Go see them out at 85 Market Center Drive in Cairo. 92.9 FM ESPN Memphis. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. There's beauty in building equity. Buying a home is a lot of fun, especially a first one, but it's an important step, and you got to make sure you're fully informed before you do it. And that's where the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto groups at the Real Estate Agency come in. They are hosting a free seminar coming up this month, Saturday, January 21st, at Shelby Farms in the Buffalo Room, and that's where you're going to learn about the home buying process, what pitfalls to avoid, how much home you can afford, how to qualify for a home mortgage, local housing market, all these things can help you make the most informed decision. And uh, Live Love Memphis is going to put it on for you again Saturday, 21st, 20, uh, Saturday, January 21st out at Shelby Farms in the Buffalo Room. Yep. I want to reiterate that. That's from noon to 2 p.m. As John said, it's free, and they're providing lunch as well. So the least you're going to do is get an education on the market, and probably um, if you pay enough attention, you're going to see a path. And that's going to be your path to home ownership. Jennifer Carstensen and her team are going to show you the way. Because I know for me, uh, especially when it came to home selling, didn't know the first thing about it when it came to uh, before I met Jennifer Carstensen. And when I tell you that she changed my life, that is no exaggeration. In a much better spot now, I had nothing essentially. She said, we're going to get you out of here. And then we're going to put you in your dream home. And I'll be dang, that's what she did. Go register for this seminar again free. 
You email info at livelovememphis.com. Again, that at email address is info at livelovememphis.com. Very simple. Put seminar in the subject line. They're going to send you a registration link. You're going to get lunch and an education out at Shelby Farms Park on Saturday, again, January 21st from noon to 2. They are the best. Just want to educate. Get folks out of renting. Get them into ownership. Jennifer's doing it. Call her, 625-5200. It is the Live Love Memphis and Live Love DeSoto teams at the real estate agency. Hey, be careful, my dog, because uh, there is a uh, MPD alert that says be careful to be able to be bolo for uh, – you know, uh, individuals posing as police officers pulling over cars and stealing them at uh, at gunpoint. So be careful out there, my man. And my, my advice is if you get pulled over, don't stop. Just keep driving and just try to see if you can outrun them. That's what. No, don't leave us with that, Joe. Well, I mean, what you going to do then? You going to pull over and get that thing taken, deboed. I'm saying, what, you? That's you, crazy. If you, you better, it, it's going to have to be, like, I'm not pulling over for, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, who's pulling over? I mean, they got to have sirens there on no, this car. I, well, that's what I'm saying. It's got to be a cop car. There are a few undercovers that I think we would all recognize, like an all-black joint you're going to pull over for. But, I mean, you're not pulling over for, a, you know, a pickup truck. Yeah. So Are you? So what happened is a victim's vehicle was taken by six male suspects, six male suspects posing as police officers, and they were armed, and there was two vehicles. I mean, you. I mean, if you got to – you got, you got, what I'm saying is it would have to be some black Suburbans like black before I would say, but oh, that's mu- the cops we, and I need to stop. Have been. We don't know what. No, that's what I'm saying. So yeah. maybe, that must be the way they're coming because for me. Yeah. It's anything yesterday at, uh, at the Hilton well, Hotel. You, you wow. can drive to a police station if you get are, are flagged to get pulled over, by the way. Like if you were over here on Mariah, for example, yeah. you can go to the precinct right in front of that joint and, and do that so that you're safe uh, as, a, as a recommendation. That's that's it. I mean, if you have that presence of mind, you know what I'm saying. If you have you gotta that, have like, presence of mind nowadays. Like, I'll be honest. If somebody pull me over, I'd be like, all right, let me just. I mean, mm-hmm. anybody. Like if, I get, if I get pulled over, if I see, if I look in the back of my in, in my rearview mirror, and I see sirens, why would I not pull in a, in a cop car and what appears to be a cop car? I'm gonna say there's a type of siren that you're gonna say, okay, that's the police. If but they like got you, something out the magic store, you're it, not gonna pull out over. If, if it's a black suburban though, like you said, I'm probably gonna pull over. I'm not just gonna keep going. But I will say, now is the time where you can get away with it. You can just say, look, I didn't know. I I thought y'all might be the people that are carjacking out here. But when are you normally pulled over by two cars? Never, dude. I'm white. Right. Well, but what? I'm you a, don't get pulled over. Period. Is what I say. Yeah. Right. So you dropped in jokes. I had to catch back up. But my point is. There's never two pulling you over. That's a little suspicious, too, right? Oh, you well, that's... Going, that two were think, trying to get me? That's, you two were bearing down on my know, tail with you, lights but on? But you know cops... Ain't, you, I, I ain't got uh, 10 pounds or whatever in the car. You do, but cops, there, do there's like no reason to, uh, cops do like to, you know, piggyback, though. Like, if they see, like, a one car, they'll you know they'll pull over and they'll see what... They'll, they'll be curious. So it's not necessarily out of the ordinary. But, yeah, two at the, at the same time. Trying to, to pull... If, I'm saying two cars trying to pull me over at the same time. I'm not stopping. But it's still, like... I, again... I'm, I'm, I'm probably just going to pull over, man. Like, I'm probably just going to – you're just going to have my car. Just please don't shoot me here. here. What else do you need? You know what I'm saying? A car is replaceable. I'll live. I, yeah. I would like to. But it's a, it's a scary situation, man. That's like a – that's not normal, by the way. That's like a very – like, that's like a terroristic thing to do, isn't it? 
like mm-hmm. to to pose as a cop and pull people over and steal their car at gunpoint. That's like a terrorist. Well, thing you're to do. preying on their obedience. Well, yes. yeah, I mean, you yes, know. exactly to to the law. Because again, you don't know. Like you just you're just driving around. It's like you know, I was was I speeding? Was I, was I you know, I don't know what's going on in the world, brother. Don't they don't want that little Audi station wagon anyway? You gonna you don't think they want it? No. Come on now, that's that that I might I might be public enemy number one, and that thing black ice. But uh, hey, we're 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 doing the Lord's work out here, man. We're passing it on. You know, the alert is out there. Be careful. Be vigilant. Yeah, no joke. Be vigilant out Seriously. there. Uh, that's gonna do it for us today. Thanks to Drew Hill for joining us on the show. Thanks to Jason Fitz for hopping on the show as well. Do you know, Jeffrey? Up next, don't miss it. For Jason, I'm John. We're gone. Okay, picture this: it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law we really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend it here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for twenty-five dollars per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. Five dollars more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at twenty-four monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. Thirty-five dollars per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 